as yeah. we both know. Yeah. Um, but the fact that you can be cute and be environmentally friendly yeah. is <laughs> it's enough for me. Yeah. Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people, what is up? It is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, back in the building with another episode of this Exceptional Journey podcast. How have you been? If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And then if this is not your first time, girl, where you been? How, how are the children? Everyone's good? <laughs> good to hear. As you can tell from the title, I have someone that is just simply amazing with me today. But before I get to the guest, let me go ahead and plug my social media as always. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at This Exceptional Journey. And then on Twitter, go ahead and hit me up at TEJ Podcast. Even hashtag me, TEJ Podcast. Questions, comments, suggestions, your girl wants to hear from you. But let's jump right in guys. So you already know I'm part of an amazing young adult cancer support group out of the cancer cancer caring center here in Pittsburgh, PA. And I have one of my fellow members here with me, Alex. Hey girl. Hi. (laughs) So, you know, if you haven't already been able to tell, I am all about plugging and giving people's story a voice. I mean, hello, this exceptional journey is just about that. Um, so I told everyone in the group, I was like, everyone's getting a podcast episode. Um, they all thought I was playing and I was like, no guys, um, no, for real, let's plan this. <laughs> what does your schedule look like? So I said, Alex, girl, you have to be on. And she was like, yeah, I think I'd be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, cool. I mean, literally no one can tell your story like you. So I was like, let's do it. So Alex, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, so I told Alex, I said, we're just going to chill. We're going to relax. I'm sipping some coffee. She got some LaCroix, you know, we're chilling. And I just want you to tell your story. So what's your story? Tell us everything, the details. (laughs) Um, so my story is, I guess, pretty new because everything kind of happened over the last year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I guess starting kind of like last November, I started getting this, what I thought was a cold. Mm and a cough and it got progressively worse through December and I ended up going to see my PCP Mm -hmm. and he was treating it for bronchitis Mm. and it wasn't going away with treatment. I went back again, we did steroids, it wasn't going away. And so the new year rolls around and um, I like know the dates pretty well because it's like oh absolutely fairly. I mean, it's easy. a part of your life. It's ingrained. Yeah, in life, yeah. So like, uh, January second, he's, uh, or I think probably even January first, he said to get an X ray because since it wasn't responding to treatment, mm-hmm. the cough, he thought maybe it's pneumonia, so mm-hmm. I should get a chest X ray. Mm-hmm. So January second, I got the chest X ray. And then January 3rd, he called me and said, like, well, your lungs are clear, but it looks like there's a mass in your chest. Mm. And 
So by this time, I am incredibly sleep deprived mm. because the coughing, unlike a normal cough, didn't stop at night. Mm. Um, and super tired. Mm -hmm. And also my voice started getting really weird. Mm. And um, almost even as I was talking to him, it was like getting, um, I was getting like a speech delay and stuff and so he grew very concerned yeah. like on the phone yeah he's like i think you should go to the emergency room and get a ct scan and things like that so that was probably around 1 p.m and my i called my mom and uh we went together mm -hmm. and we got the ct scan um and let's see um my brother and my dad also came into the emergency room and we were waiting there for like a solid five hours or mm, something <laughs> yeah and uh, we were just like together and nice. kind of joking around because this was really my first time in an emergency mm -hmm. room and so bless you <laughs> thank you oh, I was trying so hard not to let it out thank you <laughs> But, yeah, so we were sitting in the emergency room, and we were kind of, like, counting up all the times my brother had been in comparison to me. Yeah, that's kind of, my, me and my brother are kind of the same way. Like, when I was growing up, I was, like, the healthy kid. Yeah. Like, barely had the flu, barely had anything. My brother, oh, however, yeah. he had pneumonia twice, broke mm -hmm. his thumb, mm -hmm. sprained his wrist. We were like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like, what? yeah. I mean, boys are boys, don't get me wrong, but still, like, yeah. come on. Yeah, he had been uh, in the emergency room 26 times. <laughs> Yeah. Did you say 26? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. And like, I mean, he's, he was like, I think the only reported case of like the swine flu in West Virginia, like Shut West Virginia and things like no, that. that's so, history. So like. Is your brother okay now though? Oh yeah. He's totally okay, fine. Okay. Okay. Because first of all, that's a lot of times. So, yeah. And yeah. second of all, the swine flu. Yeah. We'll talk about that at another time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So like we were kind of like joking yeah and yeah, stuff. yeah trying to keep and, the light and yeah yeah um eventually the i guess i think it was like a resident that came in and he was like visibly nervous to oh, be telling me yeah this stuff but he was like yeah we suspect that it's lymphoma mm. and um kind of like we're gonna get you into the progressive unit and we have to get a biopsy mm. blah 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 it felt very surreal mm -hmm. to hear that um, background. I'm 29, or I was 29 at the time, mm -hmm. so you know you don't really expect you don't at from all. like a cough, to right? Like, like, oh, I just have bronchitis. To, yeah, oh, yeah. You have cancer. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. So yeah. it was really surreal. I mean, we cried a little bit like right then, mm -hmm. but I don't know. After that, it just. It took me so long, even into treatment, to kind of accept that. I had cancer, yeah. I think because I had been so sick for a long time, thinking mm -hmm. it was like a cold or right. bronchitis or whatever, mm -hmm. that it just didn't feel like, mm -hmm. right. oh, like cancer. cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like what you hear in the media or whatever. Right, like, and that was literally, like, when I was going through what I was going through, I was like, but I feel fine. Yeah. Like, it's not what you typically see in society mm -hmm. when they paint cancer as a picture yeah I did not fit that mold yeah. you know what I mean whether I was young or because I was African-American mm -hmm. or because I was a woman whatever yeah. like I was like wait what yeah like you're telling me huh mm -hmm. so I completely understand it, it you, you felt like you didn't fit it you know what I mean mm -hmm. from society absolutely yeah um so yeah I ended up being in the progressive unit for like five days mm. because they took forever to do they got the biopsy but then 
the pathology report took forever because it was like over a weekend mm, and nobody was that's in. the worst oh my god and it's like oh, come on seriously guys right. like so they kept me kind of hanging <laughs> yeah um but yeah and then i was i got the official diagnosis i think on january 8th and then i started chemo right away mm-hmm. they were like this needs to be treated mm-hmm. um so i have uh non-hodgkin's lymphoma it's called diffuse b-cell lar- or diffuse large b-cell lymphoma mm-hmm. And um, usually it comes with a mediastinal mass, which is like a mass in your chest, Mm -hmm. which is what I had. Um, It's a very aggressive growing Mm -hmm. type of cancer. So basically from like November to January (laughs) was like when it was growing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. In that short period of time. Oh, my God. So, and even though it was stage two when they caught it, I imagine like if we had waited even three more weeks, it would have been... That would have been horrific. Pretty bad, yeah. So by the time they caught it, it was almost the size of my heart, sort of wow. like at my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So we started treatment. Mm-hmm. Chemotherapy, first round, was pretty awful. I honestly don't really remember that much from it. Mm-hmm. The first two rounds are... A lot of it is kind of a blur because I slept so much. Yeah, yeah. But I know that the first round was really bad. I had a lot of pain. Mm. Um, I had some pain, like, radiating up into my jaw. Mm. Um, I had lost my voice almost completely because the tumor had um, damaged one of the nerves going up to my vocal cords. Mm. And so, like, I couldn't even... I don't know. It was it was pretty devastating yeah. to not be able to talk really anymore. Listen, I love to talk. Same. So, <laughs> I can only imagine, like, even sometimes, like, when I sing and stuff and I lose my voice for, like, even a couple of days, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you try to force yourself. You're like, mm, yeah. no, nothing's coming out. I can only, ugh, I can imagine. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it, it was scary and um, sort of, like, really... I guess almost damaging to me mm-hmm. just because I couldn't express yeah. sort of like, I mean, like people could still kind of hear me, but my grandparents really had a hard time because mm-hmm. they're hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think my parents sometimes had a hard time. I mean, anytime there was any kind of background noise, I was I lost. Yeah. And so, you know, there's this frustration with mm-hmm. it, which I, you know, it was really, fr- yeah. yeah, I just, I, I, it was very hard to deal with. Yeah, I can, I mean, I can only think of, um, like, during my, my process and everything, um, there are certain things, my taste buds completely went. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, right off the bat, like, right from the beginning, we're reminded that we have cancer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the, the side effects are almost immediate, Yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, as a young adult, I mean, correct me, you, you tell me what you think, but as a young adult, I mean, you still think you have this whole life ahead. And we do, of course, we're still mm-hmm. here, we're healthy, we're strong. But I mean, in the moment, you're like, dang, like, I have cancer. Um, it came out of nowhere. And here is a reminder, it's something, a, a immediate side effect um, that takes place that continually reminds me how much control I don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can imagine, like, beyond frustrating I mean, at least for me, it was like a little piece of me left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just reminded me. And I I mean, unfortunately, I I do like being in control. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know, but 
it just reminded me how much I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And it, it was beyond like, like you said, like just frustrating, like, come on, like serious. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So, yeah. So that was a big thing. Um, the pain in the beginning was really awful. And I kept thinking like, I remember there were some nights where I was after the first round, I'd been released, um, back to my parents Mm. who were, I mean, so incredible. Mm -hmm. I, I just cannot imagine what my whole treatment would have been Mm -hmm. like if I didn't have the amazing support of my family. Um, both my brother and my parents Mm -hmm. were there with me like every step of the way. Um, so I remember there were some nights where I was just, in bed because I didn't have the energy to be anywhere else and Mm -hmm. like crying and thinking like if the pain is gonna be like this for the next six months I don't know if I can like live with that yeah Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if I can live through that yeah um and keep my sanity Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was just so awful and I did end up being hospitalized again Mm. um before the next round of chemo Um, And then uh, after the second round as well, I had to be on there. I had another unplanned hospital visit. Mm -hmm. I was also like severely dehydrated both times Mm. because of the pain. I also ended up getting like the mouth um, ulcers and things like that from the chemo Mm -hmm. that I just didn't want to eat or drink. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, it was just really really awful <laughs> in the beginning yeah. for sure yeah um I did have like my co-workers a lot of my co-workers like either um sent me messages mm-hmm. or like made cards or some came to visit me um we always had to be like kind of careful about that like you know make sure that everybody's healthy before they come to visit of course. <laughs> and of things course. like that but they were also like really wonderful and just great friends Mm -hmm. so I was really lucky to kind of like have that kind of a support network and then of course I also found the group of course at some point and that was also really helpful amazing your very first group um I remember you coming to the club you didn't have a voice yep and I was so intrigued by it because I was like, who's this new person that I want to know her story, but I can't hear her. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. And you mentioned your brother was there with you. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> that he, is so cool. Yeah. Like he, he was really amazing. I mean, before that, like we were really close when we were young. Oh, that's um, good. We lived in Germany. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's and, bring that up real quick. Okay. First of all, this girl is like hella smart. <laughs> she grew up in Germany for how many years? I was up until I was 11. 11. So that's like all of your primary years. Mm-hmm. Like this girl, we were at group yesterday, right? Yeah. So <laughs> one of the group members brings in a box that has, to me is foreign language. Either way it goes. It could have been <laughs> French. It didn't matter. But I mentioned German. This baby starts speaking German. Like, I was like, what in the world? I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You grew yeah. up in Germany. I forgot. Like, yeah. the coolest thing ever. How was that? Um, It was good. I loved it. Yeah. I still, like, strongly identify as German, too. That makes sense. I mean, I, I mean... have dual citizenship and everything. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. I want dual citizenship. Where can I duel it from? I don't I know. I don't know. Like, but... don't you have to be born there? Um, I don't know what the requirements are for Germany. Yet. <laughs> said, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just That's that. just me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So freaking funny. That is so cool. But yeah. so you two were close when you were growing up. 
Yeah, but when we moved to the States, I think partially because we were in separate schools oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Mm-hmm. just like puberty and things, we didn't get along for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in college, we started getting along better, but didn't really talk that much. And then I lived in Vienna for three years. We're Vienna, Austria. So what? like in Europe. Yeah. You're just amazing. I went Do back. You this? <laughs> just freaking amazing. Um, but so like during that time we didn't really talk that much. But when I came back we started communicating more regularly. But really when I got sick and I was in the hospital mm. and at home, he had um for I think mostly other reasons, but he had recently quit his job. Okay. And so he spent a lot of time with me in the hospital room Mm -hmm. mostly we were just like sleeping that's fine (laughs) or like whatever and then he'd come like um so I'd be my treatment was that I'd be five days in the hospital Mm -hmm. uh hooked up for about 22 hours at a time Mm -hmm. with like a short break for a shower (laughs) and then like back uh, onto the line, I guess, mm-hmm. which I like to call poison Gatorade because I mean, it was orange really? <laughs> and poison. Holy, <laughs> so, I mean, it is poison. The chemo, yeah. Literally. Yeah. I don't think mine, I don't think mine had a color. That's so okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I like to call it the poison Gatorade. Okay. Um, so yeah, he, um, we, so I'd have a week in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'd be released Friday. Um, spend the weekend at home, mostly in bed. At that point, I would yeah. like never have any energy. Mm-hmm. And then Mondays, I have to go back in for rituximab, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, I think it's a type of immunotherapy mm-hmm. treatment or okay. something. I just know that I read up on it, and statistically, people who get that treatment are way less likely to get a return of the okay. cancer. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Give it to me. Yeah. Hello. So, okay. um, cool. but then, and then I'd have two weeks at home to recover. Okay. Well, that's good. In my opinion was never enough, but it never really, <laughs> I was grateful when I did mine, I did mine, um, every three weeks mm-hmm. I did taxotere and cytoxin. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you know, they give you the cocktail in the mm-hmm. beginning and mm-hmm. then they give you the chemo and mm-hmm all of that, um, and then the saline, what have you, mm-hmm. and then I was grateful, like, it wasn't probably until, like, the third week I started feeling regular again, but then it was time to go back for another chemo treatment, yeah. so it was like, oh, okay, yeah. like, mm. And initially, they had planned to do three weeks in between, mm. but they, I guess, said that I was responding well to oh, it. Oh, good. And actually, after the, I think during the third round, they had changed the cocktail a little bit for mm. me and I was responding way better. Like it was, I wasn't having as many side effects. Oh, good, good. So I don't know if they reduced the dosage slightly or okay. what the deal was, but after that I was able to handle it a little bit better. Good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, cool. <laughs> after that tangent. Yeah. Gr- I came to group, I think probably the first time in April. Um, yes, 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 yes. And like, my last treatment was the last week of April, so mm-hmm. like after that point, cool. I kind of group. Yeah. But yeah, oh it's it's been really pretty amazing. It's so weird. Like, cancer is kind of like a club you don't know exists until you're a part of it. Until you are a part of it, absolutely. <laughs> and then like people just kind of crawl out of the woodwork, I'll, and you yes. like find out. Like I found out that. Not too long after I was diagnosed, a friend of my brother's was diagnosed with the same thing. Really? So we had been, like, chatting on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Because I was just a little bit further ahead in the mm-hmm. treatment. And then, like, I found out that um, 
a former classmate of mine also had cancer. Wow. And is like also going through treatment right now. And I'm just wow. like, what is happening? Right. Right. Like it's it's such a small world. You you think you don't know anything about it, but then it's mm-hmm. like boom, 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 boom. It's it's insane. Yeah. I can definitely attest to that. So cool. So group is going good for you. Yes, definitely. Awesome. I think um Stephanie is completely a godsend. Oh yeah. Like absolutely. I'm who, so glad who that she better I know. Who better to be able to run the group than someone who's been where we are, you know, Mm -hmm. where we've been. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I completely like, hey, Steph, if you're listening. Yeah. (laughs) uh, We love you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But cool. So we already talked about the family history, your grandfather, what have you. That was good that they caught it really, really early. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you say that like during treatments and everything, what would you say was like your biggest, not hindrance, but maybe biggest struggle, like even maybe mentally or if not physically? Um... I think, I don't know. I mean, a big struggle was just this crazy fatigue. Mm. It's so indescribable Mm -hmm. for somebody who hasn't experienced it before because I've just, like, never felt that kind of weakness Mm -hmm. before. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Before I was sick, I... Even if I was lazy and wasn't going to the gym a lot, I still had this kind of, like, core strength that I could always rely on to do whatever I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I wanted to jump in with, like, a Groupon to do a month of CrossFit classes, I could still do that even Mm -hmm. though it would be hard work. Of course. But I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, you know, going through treatment... I was lucky if I could make it up the stairs sometimes. Literally. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. You know, that yeah. that is like such a crazy feeling to not to have such a strong limit to what you can do. Mm-hmm. And after my treatment, <clears throat> I um so this uh, my grandmother and my aunt came from Germany. Oh cool. After I finished my treatment yeah. to visit and this was, like, a pretty huge deal because mm-hmm. both of them are very anxious travelers, especially oh, okay. my grandmother. And also my aunt hadn't been to the States since my parents got married, which was, like, 30-plus years ago. Wow, okay. <laughs> so this was a big deal. Yeah. And, like, I remember when they called to tell me that they were thinking about coming, mm-hmm. I just, like, burst into tears. Oh, I was so grateful and, like, happy and excited yeah. to have them come. And so, um, at that point, my brother had already moved to Williamsburg, Virginia. He's Mm. a colonial Williamsburg. Mm, Yeah. And so, we went for a visit with my grandma and my aunt, too. And I slept at my brother's place, and they were in the hotels. And, like, the first day, um, I probably should have chosen better shoes. But, Mm. literally, I'd walked probably less than a mile, and I had got these massive blisters Mm. on the balls of my feet. Not even, like... Really? Yeah, and wow. I never had blisters yeah. there before, and I was like, oh, yeah, my skin is just, it's not as it's uh, not... strong or as Mm-mm. thick anymore. No, and I everything just, changes, yeah. literally, yeah. like literally. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was so weird, yeah. and I was just still really weak, and like for most of that trip, I didn't really do that much, but it was fine. I mean, yeah. everybody else was having a good time and themselves. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say, how, how is it for you now? Like the fatigue and all of that? Um, it's a lot better. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes it'll hit me out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. If I had done something, maybe I did some yard work the day before and then suddenly I'm like super exhausted mm-hmm. the next day and I, yeah. excuse me, sleep like half mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times, like yesterday, 
my dad and I went to the gym and we started like on the elliptical and we were on there for 30 minutes and I actually was on it for the full 30 minutes and I ran or ellipticized. <laughs> I don't even know. See, I told you I she's smart. Who brings up ellipticized? Yeah. What? what? I don't know that? if that's a word. You just made it up yeah. so it makes sense. That's all. Um, but yeah, I moved for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and it was like an equivalent to three miles and I'm cool. just like, holy crap, I didn't even know I could do that at yes. this point. Like, oh, Oh my gosh so let's pause for the cause so first yeah. of all tell us about what you and your dad are doing so a little while ago about I guess a week and a half ago mm-hmm. my dad asked because I have just been like upset about how my body is doing I've had some long stand or I have some issues now that are just going to be a long term mm-hmm. thing like just my hormones yep. don't work anymore and Mm -hmm. so I have to take hormone replacement pills and things like that and so I feel a lot of frustration and I just don't trust my body anymore Mm -hmm. um which is a really crappy feeling it's horrible (laughs) that you can't rely on that you can't Um, trust it you don't know what your limits are because you don't know what you can handle or what you can do yeah absolutely and so my dad was like telling me that he'd been thinking about this for a while but he was wondering if I wanted to train for the Pittsburgh Marathon with Mm -hmm. him and if that would help uh, regain the trust that I lost. Now, I don't know if I'm going to regain that trust, but I think maybe it will be helpful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, just in other ways too, just Mm -hmm. to get some kind of control back. Mm And so, yeah, yesterday was the first day of training. Awesome. (laughs) I just wanted to point that out because she's a badass. (laughs) Who who just, yeah, dad, come on. Yeah, let's do it. Like what? We were just, we were talking about it before we started recording. And I was like, you got it. You, cause (laughs) listen, I mean, my dad can ask me all he wants to train for a marathon. Um, dad, I'll sit, I'll hold the cards for you on the side. (laughs) Um, Cause it's going to take a little bit more time for me. I need a whole like year to train. Okay. But I think that's so cool. Again, something you and your father are doing and you know, I can completely concur with the whole, like not being able to trust. I remember the very first time I went back in the gym Mm -hmm. after, cause the cancer fatigue is so real. Like you said, sometimes it'll hit you out of nowhere, but you have to listen to your body. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You have to understand, okay, this, this is the limit. I've reached it. Let me regain, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? My strength as far as I can. Um, very first time I went back to the gym and I, you know, I have bad knees just from playing sports from being younger or what have you. Yeah. And, um, so I can't do the treadmill anymore. It's just Mm -hmm. too much. So I do the elliptical. Mm -hmm. Same exact thing. I was like, I'm going to do it for 30 minutes. Yeah. And I didn't look at the time, didn't, you know, do any of that. And I got to maybe like 25 and I was like, how long have I been doing this? So I looked and I was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness I made it That's girl awesome. you couldn't have told me nothing that day yeah. I was walking around like yeah yes I did that yeah. but I so get it I yeah. so get it and I think that is so awesome um that you and your dad are going to do this together and that he he recognizes that this is not an easy task but like you said even if it doesn't um get you to completely regain mm-hmm. um that trust. that that trust or control or what have you it'll be a start you yeah. know what I mean you have a goal you and your dad are doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep ellipticizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is but, so funny. Yeah. I mean, and I think part of the reason why I was kind of like gung-ho about it, mm-hmm. I mean, I took it a week to think about it, and yeah. he also gave me some reading materials, and I oh, cool. looked yeah. it up on YouTube and like Listen. tips and stuff, but 
Um, I mean, my dad started running marathons at 49, mm. and he's run eight. Uh, Shut up. Are yeah, you? I'm pretty sure he's run eight. And um, so he has experience. Oh, he has I a mean, lot he, of experience. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't run since 2014, but he... So he's like, it feels kind of like my first time, too. Aww. And I'm like, okay, cool. We can yeah, do that can together. Do together. <laughs> yeah. Shut but, out to dad. You know, at least he knows kind of like what what's coming up, right. what to expect, yeah. kind of yeah. like a training plan. Um, he's always been very, like, physically active. That's, oh, like, good. his way to release the stress and things mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. so throughout my... Um, even like as a teenager, we would do different things together. So cool. This is like kind of like going back to that. <laughs> awesome. That is so cool. Listen, I'll I'll cheer you guys on from the side. Cause Thanks. <laughs> you got. That, I need girl. that too. I Listen, need that too. I'll be right there. Come, yeah. Because I think Matt is doing it too, right? Yeah. Matt said he's doing yep. it. Yep. I just uh, found out yesterday. Listen. Yep. <laughs> So I'm gonna clap it up for y'all. Yeah, keep, for sure. Keep going, keep going, keep going. But that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And and I think part of life after diagnosis is so much about okay, we always hear about the new normal, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding your not necessarily limits for your own body mm-hmm. and mind mm-hmm. and emotions as well, but finding in you the determination that even despite days, okay, you know what, I do need to sit still. But the day after being like, okay, let's let's do let's let's keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think um a lot of times with this this walk and this fight that we have in this determination is so much in our mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can't control what our body does at this point. Um, cause it's reacting to what it's been through. Yeah. But mentally I have the determination to, to make it, you yeah. know what I mean? And just like we were talking about, I think even just in the training of the marathon, I think you'll gain so much, you know yeah. what I mean? It, it will be an arduous task, but it'll be so worth it in the end when you cross that line. That's what it, I'm hoping for too. Absolutely. I think it will girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will. And I it's, think it will. yeah, it's been kind of like an interesting balance for me mentally and emotionally because, mm-hmm. um, I know that I have been struggling with depression mm-hmm. and so I have this logical side of me and mm-hmm. then this depressed side of me mm-hmm. where one is like really negative and right. awful and yeah. saying, you know, like, oh, why are you even trying? The cancer is going to come back and you're not going to do well the second round. Every day battle. <laughs> and Every then like battle. on the other one hand, it's like, okay, well, let's look at the statistics here. Mm-hmm. You know, probably mm-hmm. it's not going to come back. Probably you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of these things. So it's like trying to <laughs> fight back against mm-hmm. the negative negativity that I still like have in my head. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> It's so, is it just me or every ache, everything up? Oh, it's cancer. Yeah. Oh oh like, man. yeah, absolutely. Every freaking day. Like when I get up out the bed, I first take inventory before mm-hmm. I start anything. So I'll sit up and, you know, move my joints and move. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, no pain here. All right. <laughs> yeah. Everything feels okay here. And then, you know, I move up about my day and. I mean, I don't know about you, but every day I feel like I find something new after this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like something, oh, I can't do that. Oh, okay. Oh, this is how this is going to go? Yeah, I mean, like routine stuff right now <laughs> holds a lot more mm-hmm. um, weight to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know if this will be TMI, but like I had my annual gynecology yeah. exam. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes you get an irregular pap smear. Right. Usually it's not a big deal. Right. 
I even had one last year and it was fine. Mm -hmm. And um, so this year I had an irregular one again. Mm -hmm. And um, they, if I hadn't had an irregular pap smear last year, they probably wouldn't have done this procedure, but it's just yeah like protocol to do it mm-hmm. so you have to get another biopsy for the procedure mm. and so like i did this last year mm-hmm. it was fine last year right and this year as soon as i heard it of course my head was like of course it's cancer of course. i'm gonna have to get a hysterectomy i'm gonna have to like and, you right know, and then doesn't your mind going, go like yeah. run and run it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't just stop no at, no oh it's, it's cancer again yeah no, no 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 it's like and i'm gonna have to do this and i'm gonna yeah. have to do chemo and then i'm gonna oh, my God. Yeah, so, and it was, I was so stressed out, and, like, even going to different doctor's offices, Mm -hmm. like, I had to get um, colonoscopy and endoscopy, Mm -hmm. because I was having issues with, like, digestive issues because of the chemo, Mm -hmm. and, like, again, there's so much anxiety now, where Mm -hmm. I didn't really have that much anxiety before, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, it really, I avoid a lot of things now that I didn't avoid Mm -hmm. before, like TV shows that I know have like yep. hospital scenes yes. in them or movies because that, it's isn't just, that crazy? Like yeah. every day, like it every it literally changes everything mm-hmm. from what you watch on television. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even what music you listen to, mm-hmm. the people that you surround yourself with. Like you said, daily routines. Mm-hmm. It and now I mean I don't know about you, but even going to the dentist yeah. is an arduous task because it's like, okay, now that I've had chemo and, and gone through all of this, now you're telling my, telling me that my teeth can decay much faster because it changes something in your saliva or mm-hmm. something, something. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, speaking of, I need to make another appointment. <laughs> girl, I... I <laughs> Just before the, the year ends for right. like my insurance thing. Yeah. Absolutely, girl, take <laughs> so, advantage. Yeah. Um, but I had two two root canals done in the past two months. Oh, man. And I'm just over it. Like yeah. before chemo, before anything, I would mm-hmm. keep up with my dentist appointments. Yeah. My teeth were fine. Yeah. I would same. have a cavity every once in a while mm-hmm. or, um, you know, something like that. But my teeth are great. Like yeah. never had any issues. Mm-hmm. After chemo, yeah. I needed two root canals. Yeah, like, and I had just went like the year before. Yeah, she was like, um, "You need two root canals now." Yeah. I was like, "What?" Like just that quick, like mm. regular stuff. Eyesight mm-hmm. went to the. They were like, um, "Miss Murphy, <laughs> we need to um, we need another test." Okay, taking pictures of the eyes, and I'm like, "Oh yeah. my gosh." It just, as it's soon never as ending. they hear something like, oh, let's do another test, you're just like, okay, it's bad news. Anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety times yeah. 10. Yeah. I'm glad to know it's not just me. Yeah. Girl. No, it's definitely yes. pretty far-reaching. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, um, you know, even in what I can say that I've learned, going through everyday routine stuff, like you said, stuff is different. Like you said, when you hear certain things like, oh, we need, oh, oh my gosh. But if anything... Um, I think it was Maria who mentioned um, in her episode, dead people can't need another test. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I might have waken up with pain, but dead people can't feel anything. Yeah. So, okay, let's get it done and and let's um, do what we need to to ensure that I'm good. But let me also relish in the fact that I'm still here to do it. Yeah. Um, And that's always my biggest takeaway. It's not always easy, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, you know, the moments where you're like, Okay, you know what? I can't do today. <laughs> like, I just cannot do this right now. I Yeah, I'm just going to stay under the covers all day, and I'm okay, and yeah. I'm allowed to. Yeah. Um, but then there's those times where you're like, okay, 
now let's pull up these bootstraps and let's get some stuff done. So, I mean, you kind of have to take the good with the bad with this journey. Um, And (laughs) you learned so much about yourself, would you say, along the way? Yeah, some things. I mean, I've learned that I can survive chemo, I guess. Not everybody does. Mm -hmm. And you don't hear those stories as Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's easy to forget that, like, even though... Um, the medicines and the survival rate are a lot better now mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that everybody lives mm-hmm. um, so I've had to sort of remind myself of that um, with the loss of my voice mm-hmm. I've kind of learned that I'm not a patient person <laughs> <laughs> and that I get frustrated easily mm-hmm. easily with a lot of things and so like working through that to Mm -hmm. some extent is I mean it's still a process of course and obviously my voice is back now Mm -hmm. which I am so grateful for (laughs) (laughs) I can't even stress that enough Mm -hmm. I mean still sometimes I can I notice that I don't have the same control that I did before oh okay I notice that sometimes it it'll waver or Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling very emotional or excited it'll get a little funky really Um, okay does it hurt at all no it doesn't hurt it just feels a little bit like out of control okay and that sounds so weird to say about your own voice yeah but it just feels like it's gonna give out or something Mm -hmm. and like even in the beginning when we were just talking like at the beginning of the podcast Mm -hmm. i could feel it Uh, (laughs) i could feel it happening okay so it's it's weird yeah that um yeah so there's also like just it's you kind of lose your identity when you mm-hmm. lose your voice For and sure. you also lose it when you you know like you go through the hair loss and mm. you lose your eyebrows and your or your fingernails eyelashes. or toenails and, yeah yep. or your nose hairs which is so weird really <laughs> but I yeah maybe you, i didn't notice okay so i wouldn't have known that that's what was going on until I read somebody else post about it, like, mm-hmm. in one of the groups. Because, like, literally it would just drip out of my nose and I wouldn't notice until it dripped. And it's because the oh. nose hairs weren't there to catch. Oh, my god! Yeah. I never would have thought of <laughs> so, that. Like, what? I didn't even notice either until... That's crazy. That makes sense, though. But you're, like, literally losing every hair yes. on your body. Yes. And I didn't know I even had that much hair until it started growing back. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why does my skin not feel as soft yes. anymore? Like, yes. oh, it's the hair. Legitimately, when my hair started <laughs> growing back. And I don't... I mean, I have hair on my arm, but it's... Yeah. Um, I have a lot, but it's not thick. It's yeah. like really soft same. and yeah. kind of like lamb's wool. Yeah, um, But when it was gone, you're yeah. right. You're like, oh, my skin is so smooth. Yeah. And when it started growing back, I was like putting on lotion. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that's my hair. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh kind of disappointing. I could, you kinda. know, to be honest, like from that no, neck seriously. down, I, would, I didn't need it. No, <laughs> I seriously. I didn't need it back. <laughs> no, seriously. And then because I'm on tamoxifen, which is a hormone repressor, because um, mm-hmm. the breast cancer I had was um, hormone positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so now my voice is deeper than before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have like shaggy on my face. Okay. Like 
I feel like a werewolf. Oh, man. So I don't miss, I, yeah. I kind of miss those days yeah. where it was like baby smooth. Yeah. Like, yeah. I miss those days But sometimes. I mean, you still have lovely skin, though. I've oh like, my gosh, thank now you. that I've started back on hormones, mm. I've noticed that I started getting blemishes again, which like, like we're I'm, teenagers again. Yeah. <laughs> and I've like, I mean, I was, I guess, solidly sitting in menopause, you oh, know? Oh, okay. Um, so I'm thinking that now that I'm starting to take the, mm-hmm, the hormones, and um, stuff. hormones mm-hmm. again, that's kind of like jumpstarting it, yeah. which I really could have gone without that. <laughs> I like, just like, I've never had such beautiful skin mm-hmm. <laughs> except when I went through chemo. <laughs> like, except when I went through chemo. Like, like silver lining. Please. Right. Like, oh my God. Now don't get me wrong. There were a few silver linings, like yeah. not having a cycle. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I loved it. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, luckily I already had an IUD, so oh, good. I good, didn't good, have good. to yeah. deal with that anyway. Oh but gosh. It was yeah. great. And that was like another thing where I had seen a fertility specialist mm, right mm-hmm. before I started treatment, literally like the day of. Mm-hmm. And the specialist was feeling kind of frustrated and same with my mother was that if they had even... So they had already suspected lymphoma the day that I was mm. in the emergency room. If mm-hmm. they had brought the specialist in at that time, mm-hmm. we probably could have started with hormone shots right oh, away, yeah. pushed mm-hmm. back the chemo day for like a couple days instead of a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and harvested some eggs. Yeah. <clears throat> but when she saw me, it was the day I started, and that wasn't an option. Got it. Got it. And um, so then I went to see her, you know, six months later, and we did a couple blood tests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, we're, I think it's called AMH is the hormone that they measure. I think it's that. And um, she was like, yeah, we're hoping for like something in the two range because that's like, at least then you can still harvest eggs. Mm -hmm. I was at a point zero one two or something like that. Like, okay. So there's nothing to take out to freeze. And she's like, at this point... Um, a donor egg would be a better option or something like that. So even though I personally hadn't even considered whether I really wanted to have kids, mm-hmm. um, honestly, I'm still not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to have that option kind of like taken away, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt really angry. <laughs> yeah. No. And you have every right to. Yeah. Every right. Cause my, my story's kind of the same. I had my surgery and then I met with, um, uh, fertility, all of that good stuff, mm-hmm. um, doctor, what have you. Um, but in the interim between me getting my surgery and starting chemo, um, they found out that my onco DX test score was really high. Mm-hmm. And that's basically for lack of a better phrase, um, giving you a percentage or a number of reoccurrence that, you know, your cancer is either fast spreading or it's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. And, um, on a scale, I think it goes like zero to a hundred, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. but either way it goes like 31 is like the threshold. If mm-hmm. you reach like 30, 31, like chemo for sure, but mm-hmm. we need to do something now. Mine was a 41. Okay. So they were like, Oh no, we're not going to wait. No, yeah. we need to do this right now. We can't yeah. wait for you to go through all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. they were like, no, although we got the cancer out and we saw clear margins, no lymph nodes were involved. Yeah. Because your cancer was so aggressive, we do not want to wait. You yeah. know what I mean? We want to get in there, get it done, mm-hmm. 
So kind of the same thing. Like it was taken from me. Like yeah. I didn't even have t- time yeah. to prepare to have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and anger, to be honest, is really not the word I would use. Yeah. I'm beyond angry. Yeah. <laughs> like what is beyond yeah. anger? Because like you said, even if, um, and I'm, older than you but still like yeah. even if i wanted to yeah like it's something else cancer has taken yeah like yeah <sighs> and it's like a f- i guess what like part of the reason why i feel this sort of like negative emotion about it that's i guess stronger than anger it's <laughs> <laughs> um, just my words just my words no i mean i agree is just that like, I can't forget that I had cancer. Right. It won't let go because mm-hmm. there are, like, consequences mm-hmm. from it. Long term, um, forever. Though, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm pretty young and they were like, oh, you're young, you'll recover, like, really well from it or whatever. And, like, yeah, I guess I have recovered to some extent. But, like, also I have to take the pill until I'm old enough to actually be in menopause. Mm-hmm without worrying about like getting heart issues and mm-hmm. having bone density issues because oh. I don't have any estrogen that I'm producing myself. Like don't even start with the bone density. And so it's just like, <laughs> there are things that won't let me forget. Yep. And I think that just makes me angry all over again yep. when I have something like that, that like hits me in the face. Mm-hmm. And how do you process it? How do you personally process it? Um, I don't know that I do very well. I think I've been kind of like pushing it a little bit to the side. Mm -hmm. I have seen a therapist Mm -hmm. and I I will. Please go to a therapist if you need to. Guys, mental health is important. It's so, I mean, I love my therapist. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like she's like one of my closest friends I feel like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it is important and I am going to look for somebody again. Yeah. And I mean, I guess mental health has been, like, a focus in my family forever, mm-hmm. I guess. My grandfather's a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. My mother's a psychoanalyst. Like, Holy cow. They're big you advocates. You couldn't do anything. Like, <laughs> they're Alex big advocates Kinnear. for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, my mom didn't start training for that until we moved to the States. So oh, okay. I was already, you know, I was in middle school or mm-hmm. high school when she started doing that. And, I mean, of course, you never treat your family. Of course. Um, but it makes you more aware Mm -hmm. of like, and it's, and I've seen it help like my mother Mm -hmm. and other people too. I Mm -hmm. know that it works Mm -hmm. and I, it's worked for me too in high Mm -hmm. school and things like that. So like, it's just working past my own self to like actually find a therapist. And then like Mm -hmm. when you find a new therapist, it's always hard in the beginning because you are kind of awkward yeah it's awkward and you're talking about some serious stuff right and you're you know you don't you don't know this person and you're telling them your biggest unloading all this stuff yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and so that's always a hard thing and you Mm -hmm. just have to like overcome yourself Mm -hmm. to take that step and Mm -hmm. so i'm working on that again (laughs) wonderful wonderful and processing um i think one of the key things that you said that I can really, really agree with, um, processing because life goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have to work. We yep. still have to maintain our lives, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be mental, emotional, physical. Um, and it's always easier said than done to process, um, your emotions or yeah. process every day, 
um, things that we can't change about what was taken because mm-hmm. life does go on. Yeah. But like you said, I think it's crucial to reach inside yourself, you know what I mean? To process and say, okay, this is what I need for right now. Kind of a form of self care. Like this yeah. is what I need. Um, and I find it beneficial and this is why I need it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, does that mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting over here, you know, processing every little, you know, nuance of this journey, but baby steps. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Taking little things and processing this little piece today. Um, cause it would, it would be overwhelming. You know what I mean? If we took everything, like you said, walk in the door and just spew, yeah. <laughs> you know, to yeah. this new therapist, but little by little, yeah. I think, you know, walking it out, talking it out and then looking within yourself is yeah. really, really important because I mean, this, this is us for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't change it. Um, we can't go back, Yeah. but we can do the best we can with what we have. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, it'll be a long process. Mm -hmm. I've always been a pretty introspective Mm -hmm. type of person. And like, I mean, even though I was never regular about it, I have journals from like Mm. age 10 on (laughs) that I can like look through and Mm -hmm. see how I've changed or how I haven't changed. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean... I guess it's it's sort of, uh, I still have this kind of, like, resentment that I'm going to have to keep looking over my shoulder when it comes to, like, feeling like anything is off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, because this whole thing started with, like, a cough. Oh, yeah. I did get a cold, like, not too long after I finished chemo. Mm-hmm. And, like, immediately was very concerned. Mm -hmm. And so my PCP was, like, very kind about it and did actually order an x-ray for me just to, like... Yeah, to soothe your... Calm me down. Even though I'd had the PET CT to tell me I was in remission, Mm -hmm. like, probably two weeks before that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he was very accommodating for that. Well, that's good. We need very understanding doctors because we... Our cases oh, yeah. are just altogether different. And also, can I just say, my PCP was absolutely amazing. Like, after I was essentially handed off to my oncologist, who's mm-hmm. also great, mm-hmm. um, he still would call me throughout my treatment oh my and, like, check in on me. That is amazing. And, yeah, he was so amazing. And, wow. like, if I had any questions, yeah. he was always there to help. That's cool. And things like that. So he was really amazing throughout the whole thing. My and PCP it was, didn't call me. Uh, yeah. Dr. G. What, I mean, Dr. G, what you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, well. Dr. G. Thank you. I won't call you out. I won't say your so, name. Yeah, he was really great. Cool. And, yeah. So That's I was good. very lucky with that. And That's good. I also feel like, I mean, I've talked about, like, my dad and my brother, but my mom has been so supportive mm-hmm. this whole time and has really let me sort of, like vent or you know work through some of Mm -hmm. my emotions with her Mm -hmm. and I always I would feel really bad because sometimes I would get so frustrated because Mm -hmm. I couldn't make myself heard or things like that and sometimes I would take it out on her Mm. obviously I wasn't yelling but like (laughs) you know (laughs) it was you know the the sentiment behind it would be there Mm. and I would always feel bad that she was the one who would get the brunt of it yeah um but she's like you know 
I can take it. I'm mm. strong enough, and I know that you need mm-hmm. something. You yeah. Know, you need this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, even though I know that she's strong enough to take it, that doesn't mean that she deserves that yeah. or anything like yeah. that. But I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Like, even now, still, she's such a mm-hmm. source of strength for me. Wonderful. So, That's yeah. beautiful. My mom, too. Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can like my family were was Absolutely. amazing. Like was amazing cuz I'm not married, I don't have children. Same. So Same. that And I yeah, I can't even imagine if I'd been in Vienna when I was Oh my gosh, that would have been crazy. I mean, probably what I would have ended up doing is just like take a flight home. And Listen. just dropped everything mm-hmm. and flown home. But and to be with your family. Absolutely. Yeah. That's crucial. It's, but yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And like I had been living in an apartment and my parents and my brother like moved all of my stuff out for me and I moved back into like with my parents Mm -hmm. and I'm still there because I'm starting grad school next year. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Well, that actually segues into my question for you. So what's going on now? Yeah. So actually while I was in the hospital, I finished my application um, for Chatham University and I'm starting an MBA. Very good. My yeah. cousin got her MBA from it's there. It's my mom's alma mater for undergrad and graduate school. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I went to Carlo, so, you know. Okay, okay. You know, a little rivalry. <laughs> um, but, awesome. And you're going for your MBA. Mm-hmm. When are you starting? In January? January, yeah. Awesome. I'm starting part-time first just oh, good. to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. take it slow. I don't yes. have a background in business at all. I studied okay. linguistics. When I was Wait, an you studied what? <laughs> Linguistics. Oh my gosh, she's just so smart. <laughs> I just didn't realize how smart she was. <laughs> Who studies linguistics? Um, I just kind of like fell into it. Really? Yeah, I was undeclared until junior year, and I was oh. like, okay, what am I closest to completing? <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was linguistics, so oh I went with gosh. that. But that was, was so awesome. Yeah, I mean, it really ended up being sort of, like, in my interests. I've always yeah. been interested by different cultures and different mm-hmm. languages, and I could get really so cool. nerdy about it. <laughs> yes. But, um... You have to pick your brain out some stuff. Oh yeah, gosh. yeah. That so, is so cool. Yeah. So, MBA in mm-hmm. January, mm-hmm. and how long do you think it's going to be? It's, what, two-year program, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is so cool. So, we're excited. I think so. I'm like also a little apprehensive and like sort of mixed emotions about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's good because it's like a new step. Yeah. Hopefully in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So in that sense, like it's kind of exciting that Mm -hmm. I'm like actually moving forward because even before the cancer, I felt kind of stuck Mm -hmm. where I was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, it was so weird at the beginning or at the end of last year, so 2016 going mm-hmm. into, or no, 2017 going into 2018, I had such, like, a weirdly strong feeling that 2018 was going to be a, a different year mm-hmm. for me. And it was, I I mean, in my head, I think I was thinking, like, oh, I'm starting grad school, mm-hmm. and it's going to make everything different, mm-hmm. and, like, 
things are gonna change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was the cancer. <laughs> I mean, things did change. Yeah, but not on not that spectrum. How I right? Thought, yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. Your intuition told you. I yeah. Mean, something did happen. Yeah. It was. But weird. it wasn't good. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. So grad yeah. school and everything is good now, right? We're healthy. Mm-hmm. We're strong. Yeah. I'm in remission. Awesome. Since June 8th, so it was exactly six months, January 8th to June 8th. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's good. They mm-hmm. knocked it out. They said, boom, 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 let's get it done. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So we're feeling good. Everything is good. Work. We're working. Yep. All yep. of that. Yep. Back to work since August. Uh, this is, you know, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like, first of all, you really can't put a face to young adult cancer. Um, yeah. Although we're out there, you know, most people don't think like there are people walking by every day. You just mm-hmm. don't know what they faced mm-hmm. or have gone through. But like you just heard this Amazon of a woman got diagnosed in January, finished in June, started back to work in August and is already going to grad school in January. What? <laughs> like bad assery, as Matt would say. Like, that is amazing. Thanks. I. It's so funny because like when I was apl- applying, I initially applied to start in the fall mm-hmm. of this year. And I was thinking, like, oh, I'll be done with chemo mm-hmm. in May. Three months, that's totally enough time. Like, <laughs> and to, so, like, go back to work full time. That was like, not so optimistic cute, of you. Cute, yeah. Yeah, that was real nice. <laughs> yeah. So now January. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> so, half time, part time. Right, part time. Like, like, no, yeah, let's, no. let's baby step this. Let's but, baby step yeah, this. Yeah, and, like, one way that my PCP told me to kind of, like, conceptualize mm-hmm. the recovery is to think about a week for every day that you spent in the hospital oh okay and so for me that was i think over 45 days okay so that's so that makes like sense. almost a year to okay. feel normal right again right. i put that in quotes because yeah we'll see if i feel the same as i did before right so. right that'll be interesting it's always interesting the mm-hmm. aftermath so yeah Awesome. Mm-hmm. Alex, this has been so fun. Yeah, thank you so much oh for inviting gosh. me. Your story is so, like, amazing. Yeah, like, it's a little all over the place. <laughs> no, but, I mean, listen, from January to, the, to June, though, mm-hmm. like, what? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And here we are in grad school. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. See, this is my whole point. Like, to, to have people tell their story, but then also to see the after. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To see that I'm still living. I'm still thriving. Yeah. Um, and just like you said, unfortunately, we, we know of people who haven't made it. You yeah. know what I mean? In, in our group alone. Yeah. Um, just this year alone. You yeah, know what I mean? I We've so. had numerous people pass away, unfortunately. Um, but life does keep moving. And not only does it keep moving, I have to be progressive and successful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's, that's, that is what I want people to see. Like, yes, I went through this. But guess what? This is what else I'm doing. I'm pressing forward. I'm moving forward in my remission. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to keep it moving. Yep. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Thank you so much. So I just have one more question for you. Sure. I always end it off on a, on a hmm mm-hmm. note. So if your post-cancer self could tell your pre-cancer self anything, what would you say? Hmm. Um... I guess one is like you can survive cancer mm-hmm. <laughs> and chemo. Uh, your spice tolerance is gonna go down. And <laughs> <laughs> darn shucks. And turns out your bald head 
shape is pretty good and you look fine with short hair too so that's cool awesome <laughs> you had long hair before um i i've gone through different stages okay. i've okay. had like elbow length hair mm-hmm. right before i got cancer i had short on the sides and long on top it was almost oh. chin length yeah 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 and we buzzed it all off yes I did which the was thing. fun i have a video of it and I, really yeah it was that's cool we made it an event that's because, good yeah that's good so. because i mean you have to own it you yeah know what i mean you have to own it cool okay so, yeah those are i mean i don't have anything profound i don't have you know <laughs> i, I know that profound. some people have found like meaning in no what you just said their was treatment mm-hmm. but i in most ways i haven't changed i think yeah. i still have the same kind of outlook on life mm-hmm. and things like that i haven't had this like epiphany mm-hmm. but um i mean i'm still here that's a big deal absolutely <laughs> and that's that's what matters the most. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> awesome. All right, Alex, thank you so, so much for being thank here. Thank you for hosting. Um, absolutely, girl. Absolutely. So if you are still here and listening, thank you so much for sticking around. Hopefully something that we've discussed or something that has been said, you know, you were able to get some little nuggets of information and of wisdom. Um, because like we were saying, this is a journey, of course, that no one really thinks they'll ever have to face. But once you're here... You might as well make the most of it. I hope you hear my quotes. Um, and keep living, keep thriving, keep pushing, because um, there is life after cancer. So again, this is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, with this Exceptional Journey podcast. Thank you so much for rocking with me, guys, and I will talk to you soon.